Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You know what I want? <laughs> Not Samsung, Greg. Not Samsung. Not what? Not Samsung. Hey, that was really, really bad. They got absolutely routed by the Boston Celtics, 117-94. to 94. The Raptors lose. I'm Samson Folk. This is Trevon Heath. We'll have guests rotating in and out. We came together to watch the game as friends, and it was so far, I, I would probably wager the worst game of the year. Thoughts? Um, it's just good to be live in the embassy, also <laughs> known as Esfandiar Berhaney's place. Um, definitely the worst game of the season. It's it's we probably saw a lot of the things that we were concerned about stabilize all at the same time. And it was rough. It was a- definitely rough. Any any high marks? <laughs> no. High marks would be there was some good stuff from Jakob out of the posts. There was some great passes. The, the lob to Pascal is stuff that we talked about in the summer that he could get out of and they executed. So, OK, that's like golden star. <laughs> OK, but what did you think about the decision by the Celtics to hang Porzingis like? just above the charge circle or sometimes even within it where they're trying to run those actions around Jakob and they're like, we're going not only to drop out of them into the middle of the paint, but we're going to go below that. It's it's first is one of the most disrespectful things I've ever seen, <laughs> but, but also it, it, it makes a lot of sense. Like Jakob isn't necessarily like an explosive leaper and his his touch comes and goes, so he really isn't a threat. Porzingis has the speed and also the length to contest the shot if he does get into a floater. It it makes it's kind of like microcosm of the the current situation. The Raptors have three non shooters, and even with the numbers that they've they've shown over the past few days, the Celtics still didn't respect any of their shooters. It created tons of issues in the half court, and they weren't able to get into transition because one, the Celtics scored a lot. They were able to get very easy looks and. And two, they were able to rebound fairly well. Okay, roundtable. Everyone come in. I want to – it wasn't really out of the ordinary for the Raptors' offense to struggle. I want to know what everyone saw as far as the defense struggling. So first thing, obviously, is that this game, the way that they match up, something I noticed is that the Raptors had a lot of their bigs guarding smaller wings or guards. And that was something is like, we saw Drew get to the basket for a dunk when Siakam went to ice a pick and roll and there was no help on the weak side. And it just, it looks terrible. He's just getting beat off the dribble. We have Scotty having like a ton of trouble with Jalen Brown. What did Jalen finish with in this game? Jalen Brown had 29 points, two assists. Anyway, he was 12 of 20. Jason Tatum had, uh, he shot 10 of 18 for 27 points. Porzingis had 21. So that was one thing I noticed. Does anybody, did anybody else notice anything defensively? That popped off. Anybody have a, an opinion on what the Raptors didn't do well enough in this game? Well, uh, I think offensive. Wait, defensively? Right <laughs> defensively, they weren't able to create turnovers, even though the Celtics are kind of a man handling team, and that mean they they weren't able to get anything in transition in this game. So it was a lot of it was a lot of slop. Okay. 
And then defensively, anybody have any thoughts? Because like, it's it's not that the Raptors are expected to beat teams offensively game to game. They're meant to beat teams by getting out and running, as you mentioned, by winning on the defensive side of things, and also you know grinding for as much as they can in the half court. Basically, none of that went correct. Were, was anybody surprised by the fact that none of that went correct against these Celtics? Did you think something might go right? No. <laughs> uh, but I will say, I think one thing that really popped up is just how big of a matchup problem Porzingis is because he stretches out the floor to a point where yeah. the rap, I mean, the Celtics were just getting into the paint is at will, right? I don't know what the exact points for points in the paint like number was, but the, the way they were able to get dribble penetration so easily tonight. Some of that was what you mentioned. I think a lot of it was also Porzingis just like, the space that the Celtics could manufacture on every give, any given possession was so they're a good team, man. Like they, like watching them this week against the Timberwolves earlier this week, then Philadelphia and now the Raptors, you just see like, this is a well-oiled machine. And when they don't have to rely on a rotation, like when they don't have to rely on Sam Hauser, who was hitting shots today and Luke Cornett, who was playing good today as well. Ultimately, they're just so hard to beat. And yeah, the spacing, it's just tough, man. Like, yeah, anyways, here. Yeah, huge, huge difference between, you see Pascal and Scotty in particular, even OG to some degree, is when they put a couple dribbles down, they either have to pick up before the defense gets there to avoid the strip, or they have to kind of roll back into a bully drive to make sure that they can keep possession and kind of slow things down because people are helping off. There were tons of possessions where Tatum and Brown, they, they beat their main guy, they have a full lane to the rim the help from the strong side isn't coming there's a whole bunch of empty side stuff for them as well and then also on top of that like there's very little help coming from the middle the raptors can't dream of that and especially with yeah if you had any questions about spacing (laughs) today would have been the day to look at the the difference between the celtics right where it's like five out everybody is stretched out tatum and brown are getting straight line drives versus the raptors where See anytime Siakam caught it in the post, anytime Scotty caught it in the post, there was double teams. They, they were shadowing. They were comfortable with Scotty taking two of nine threes. You know what I mean? Like they're comfortable with the Raptors beating them from the outside, and the Raptors didn't today. Yeah. What I thought it was very surprising was how well Porzingis did on Scotty today. It's just um, all season we've seen when Scotty gets to switch onto a big, he usually has the strength to separate and score when given space. Porzingis was able to use his length and deter a lot of a lot of Scotty's rim attempts, and he was passing out of a lot of jump situations, which is not exactly what you want to see. And we've been we've been concerned about some of the shooting not being stable, and we saw it we saw it really crash down all at once today. I don't think this is uh, a game to be concerned about long term. Overall, we've seen Scotty have a poor shooting game and still score fairly well. I just think. That you need to you the Raptors' best action is is scoring out of the post. They continue to to try to go away from it. They have two guys that are very good at doing so, and today they didn't do it that much. I think so. Something to be positive about is that this is not the game that defines their season. It helps kind of define some of the what they've struggled at, and this exact the Celtics were able to exacerbate a lot of what they struggle at, and the Raptors didn't overcome it. But there was some like high post stuff and low post stuff that worked. Somehow they got split action to work between Dennis and Pascal and get, and get Pascal looks going downhill. But 
here's the thing. When we look at the Raptors, I think everybody here probably predicted north of 40 wins. I, I had under. You had under? I had, what, like, what? I had, I had like 38. 38? Yeah. Okay, so. 41, baby. 41? 40. Yeah, about the same, like 41. Okay, so we're talking about a team that is going to lose games, lose games to some of the best teams, and lose a couple blowouts. This is just one of those games so far this season. And, you know, it's it's not too big a deal, I don't think. It doesn't define their ceiling. It doesn't define anything. This is more so just an example of the shooting isn't going to be there every game. You have to take the good shooting games when you get them, which is why maybe games that they lost earlier this season hurt. Not that they – like, they didn't shoot well against the Bulls. They didn't shoot well against the Trailblazers. Um, it, it's not too big a deal. It's not, it's nothing that kind of, like, breaks your back or anything like that. But it, it just wasn't a good game. I don't know what you take away <laughs> – like, I don't know what you take away yeah, from tonight. That, like, early on – actually, something that worries me a little bit, and Scott a 2 of 9 from 3, I still felt okay about a lot of shots that went up. Pascal's 0 for 4 was really tough and this was also kind of symptomatic of his game against the Mavs where he was great was that he shot like what 70 percent from two or like 75 percent from two and the the three-point shot just isn't there he had a mid-range shot tonight as well the three-point shot has been he's he's bereft of it he has no outside punch and if Scotty's goes at the same time huge problem this is this is kind of like what people were thinking might be bad this is something that people thought might happen. They're like, oh, well, you know, Scotty shoots like maybe 32%. Pascal shoots like maybe 34 Pascal at this point is probably like 26 Yeah. Scotty, and, he so and he, he started out shooting 40% through the first four, five games. Yeah. It's been really bad in the time since. Um, the, the, the shot at the rim came around. Hopefully the shooting rebounds, at least in some sense. We have a, a listener question from Guru Shisha. What makes you think this is an anomaly? This is who this team is against great teams. Losing by like 30 is not like that's all that is a lot. Um, but yeah, they're they're not supposed to beat the Celtics. I don't think any of the money would have reflected that. But also like aren't the Bucks a good team and also yeah. aren't the Mavericks. So like you're going to have games like that where you where you're their shooting is going to be on a pendulum probably all season and games where they're able to shoot. They're going to be able to match up against any team because they're an elite defense. Yeah. And, and the, just credit the Celtics. They played like a way better game. The Raptors leaned on their advantages early. The Pascal post-ups against like a Derek White, for example, who's a fantastic defender, but not exactly the guy who can stick Pascal. And those advantages did not work throughout the rest of the game. And the Celtics advantages definitely did. And as far as like beating good teams, beating bad teams, I mean, the NBA has kind of flattened out as far as like, there's a lot of possessions going back and forth. There's a lot of stuff that happens with the three-point shot. And my God, uh, Giovanni says, hey, Malachi Flynn had 12 points. Maybe we talk about that. Hey, Malachi? Okay, yes, yes, yeah. go ahead. If there's any silver lining from this game and from this stretch of basketball from the Raptors is that Malachi looks a little bit more comfortable as their backup point guard initiating actions. Do you agree? Uh, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. But yeah, I mean. He did all right. Maybe. Yeah, look, okay. we, we, we talked about it like um, – you know, against the Mavericks, I think it was, where we're like, look, for what he was the first couple of years of his career, this is a very different, not even a very different Malachi, just he looks like he's a little bit more confident in himself when he's operating the offense, when he's initiating actions. Are you going to expect, what was it, 12 points tonight? He had a couple threes. Shot five of seven. Five of seven. Like, hey, 
if you can get that consistently, all right, you'll live with it. But it's about getting that consistently. And maybe through this last three or four games, we finally got a stretch where you're like, okay, maybe, potentially, there's something there. And if you can consistently get a stretch like this, hey, you're looking at a player that's like, you can live with him giving you 10 minutes a night, 15 minutes a night. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you a question back, though. Okay. They got killed in his minutes. Yeah, what was it? What was the, what was the, what was the plus minus? What was the plus minus? Okay, so he was he was minus twenty one, and but you know I think OG was like minus twenty eight or twenty nine. Scotty was minus twenty eight. If Malachi is taking those steps, like maybe it just happens on a night where Scotty's really struggling, and Scotty really did struggle tonight. It's too bad, mm-hmm. but you would hope that that threesome of OG, like people had talked about it prior that. It's a big deal that OG and Scotty just like win minutes. Right. And so they had a lineup out there where OG and Scotty were trying to helm, you know, a, a bench lineup. You know, Baker. And uh, <laughs> Baker. <laughs> <laughs> they're trying to helm a bench lineup. And we see that they're they're not able to do so against a really good team. And do you think that if Maokai keeps giving, let's not say five for seven, because some of that's shot variance, but yeah. if he keeps giving them a modicum of this performance, do you think that there's any room for optimism for like Scotty, OG, and then bench with Maokai as a figurehead? Does anybody feel okay about that? Because that was a lineup that could win minutes coming into this game. Does anybody have thoughts? <laughs> I, 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 I'm reluctant. I'm reluctant to jump in and be like, "Yes, absolutely," because the history says no. You know what I mean? But I do like the small ball lineup with OG, with Scotty, with Otto, especially. I, I love that lineup. And then you add a Chris, potentially a Precious, maybe Grady Dick once like he's in rhythm again. I think Grady also had some flashes tonight, but you would have hoped that he would knock down a couple of these shots. Again, we'll get there. We'll, we'll, it'll, it's fine. But ultimately, like I think that's a lineup that eventually you can trust and rely on. Is Malachi included in that lineup? I just listed seven guys. I don't know. You know, I'm not sure. And I can't jump in and say, yes, definitively, I agree with this. So, yeah. I, so I asked the question back. I still That was a good game for Malachi, and he should be happy about it. He should be excited about the run of play he's had recently. And he should be excited at the thought of like playing more minutes with Scotty. But we we are kind of sitting around and we've been waiting for, okay, what does it look like when Scotty doesn't shoot like 70% on mid-range pull-ups, yeah. 44% from three? Like what is it happening offensively? And we saw against the Mavericks, like the jumper wasn't there, but he was so impactful defensively, albeit in a much different role. Against a smaller a, team. Against a smaller team and also against a team that wasn't putting him out on the perimeter as often. Yeah. The Celtics did a great job. Like, Scotty got back cut quite a few times for baskets. Mm-hmm. Like, um, and maybe, you know, the, the rest of the team deserves, like, a bit of shame as well for not recovering to him, like, help to help or that kind of stuff. And as far as, like, just trying to contain dribble penetration, didn't do a good job of it either. But I think that there's room to be happy about some things that happened in this game. But for the most part, um, <laughs> I, I think that is just like a tough, tough performance. So uh, we have a question. Where was the self-proclaimed leader of this team, Froddy Barnes? You guys. <laughs> hey, hey, come on. Here's the thing. This, this was, I felt like, after the first few games, everybody <laughs> came into the chat and was like, oh, Pascal sucks. And like, it's everything <laughs> like that. And it's like, Scotty was averaging the most insane numbers. He's going to have down games. And especially because of the team context, he's not going to be able to reach into the easiest parts of his game naturally. He's being asked 
Scotty's the guy who shot what twenty nine percent from three last year. Yeah. He's being asked to space the floor, yeah. and he ends up shooting twenty two percent from three tonight. <laughs> like he's trying. I know Scotty didn't have a good defensive game, and people need to be able to say that, of course. But also, Scotty is a guy who's still trying to conform to what the offense is asking of him, which is why when everyone said I was, you know, talking about Pascal, it's like Pascal and Scotty neither are done favors by the offense. Scotty's trying really hard to make the offense work for other guys by shooting nine threes. He just didn't hit five of them in this game. Um, Froddy Barnes feels maybe a little, a little bit harsh, I think. But uh, does anybody have thoughts on like the Scotty game? Like it was his worst game of the season by far. Yeah. But is there anything that happened, good or bad, that you thought was worth noting? I, it's a tough matchup. Is the only, I would just say it's a tough matchup. That's the only thing I would say. Trey, yeah. go ahead. Um, I, I think the only thing I would say would be concerning is that in those, I already mentioned it prior, but in those Prozingis type possessions, it seemed as though he was relying too much on his mid-range pull-up instead of trying to utilize his best strength, which, which is his athleticism and ability to strength separate and score from there. Like his touch, I believe around the rim, short, short to mid-range is going to be good all season. And he needs to lead into that far more than becoming the spacer of the Raptors because uh, if he shoots 34 to 35%, that would be a major accomplishment. But like, it takes several hundred, hundred shots to actually have shooting stabilized. And currently, it, it says that he's a okay to, to bad shooter. Yeah. 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 Wait, I have a question. Uh, this is actually just a general question for everybody here. How, how do you guys feel about – so when a player is asked to expand their game – and to shoot the ball more, right? Sometimes, at least this is how I feel, they lean on it too heavily. Like they'll 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 start taking those shots, but then eventually that becomes such a massive part of their shot diet that they might take away from different parts of their game to focus on that. Do you think that that is something that may happen to a Scotty, to a Pascal, where they're being asked to space the floor more often nowadays? I don't think so okay i think they're taking the shots that the offense creates like in a game like this the raptors are getting stuck above the break a ton and we've seen in past games especially in the half court they get stuck above the break heaps and when you get stuck above the break the shots that are available to you are passes into the mid post for contested mid-range jumpers or you turn the corner into help and you try and hit a lot of those push shots, the short mid-range ones that we've seen Pascal and Scotty hit a lot of for two years. Um, the highest volume shot for the Raptors last season, I think, was the short mid-range. As cra- because, you know, teams are not setting out to do that at all. But that's the way that the Raptors' shot chart kind of shapes out. And the offense, clearly there's a mandate from the top down. is like, we're not shooting as much from the short mid-range. Some of those mid-range shots were turning into open threes. And mm-hmm. Scotty and Pascal... You guys are the ones who we want taking shots and you're going to be open. So, so shoot those. Expand it, yeah. And so it's like expand your game to some degree, but it's also like you have to serve as a function of this offense. And I think it would be much better for them to not have to be the spacers on the floor, but yeah. rather to be guys who operate in space and dominate physically Pascal with a bit more finesse, Scotty with a bit more power. We've seen what it looks like. Game to game, it hasn't been everybody's like it hasn't been Pascal's best game or Scotty's best game, but these guys are they need to play in space. Mm-hmm. Does anybody have any thoughts about playing Pascal and Scotty in space? 
Yeah, I don't. I don't want any more threes. I'm, I'm good with the, <laughs> I'm good with these guys hitting their mid ranges and getting the post ups and everything. Like I think that just gives them so much more advantages. So, so essentially, so essentially, you want them to go back to so what they had before. What they were essentially, doing like Tommy Nick, are Daniels. you a Nick Nurse fan? No, <laughs> no. Do you I'm want not. ISO ball? I liked it. I'm not gonna lie. I didn't hate the ISO ball because like that was what they were killing everybody with. Nobody could guard Pascal one on one. They would always send double teams, and I would carry the advantage in general, and there would be open shots. And now it's like. You kind of just hit them with the pull-ups, and you can't really can't really do much with that when they're not shooters. It's well, it's tough, right? Because we see them get some advantages by moving elsewhere, but it is a new system. The offense to this point has been worse for sure, yep. and supposedly with many people coming into the season, I think that a lot of well, if you ask a lot of fans, they a lot of I know a lot of fans who think Dennis is an upgrade over Fred. I know a lot of fans who think well, you have this version of Scotty. And a lot of fans who look at the overall momentum of the team and say, this is a better team. They should perform better offensively. Why aren't they? And then you chalk that up to, it's a new system. Guys are learning, but it's, but it's a better, but it's, but they think it's a better system, right? And certainly playing motion, um, continuous screening, Euro ball is definitely better than playing like just isolation post-up basketball. But you also have to reckon with the skill sets on the roster, and that's tough. Okay, <laughs> we have just end the live no post game needed Thanks for, for the viewership though. for this bum it. effort. It's it's a tough one, man. Like this, these are these are way better. This is why I like the live much better. Is because man, yeah, Dallas was fun to talk about. But this used to happen. I'd come home from the arena. It would be like 1, 1 1.30 p.m. And I wouldn't do a live, so I had nobody to talk to or bounce off of. I'd just be sitting in my room alone (laughs) talking about the Raptors losing by like 28. You guys remember when we watched – we went to a bar last year and watched the Pelicans game. Everyone will probably remember. It's where Zion had like 18 dunks. They went crazy. We all hung out. And I had to, because I didn't have glasses yet, I had to sit up at the bar to see the TV properly away from all the friends. And then eventually they came and joined me for the second half. And then I went home super late um, with, with a leg as well. And then um, it was just, I had to talk about the game and be like, oh man, I don't even know. It's just like, it sucks. <laughs> like it's terrible. Um, yeah, it, it's, uh, it's not fun to talk about bad basketball. And especially when the Raptors, as far as like game plan, they didn't achieve really anything they set out to do. As far as what the Celtics were trying to do, they achieved, like, you look at the way, you, you look at what they're trying to do, right, is they wanted to put Porzingis in a position where he mucks up the lane every single possession. So they put him down by the charge circle. That also results in a few more possessions for Jakob Pertl. He goes six for 10. You might think that's, like, good offense. It's not. Because for ten, the 10 shots that Jakob took, he, they affected like what 20 more yeah. and they changed the, the way that Scotty approached this game. They changed the way that Pascal approached this game. They changed the way that OG approached this game. Like the wings that completely dominated Dallas and everyone's like, Oh my God, this game, this is the future. And rightfully so you should be excited about what they accomplished, how well they played. That's all good. But in this game, the Celtics, they changed the shot chart exactly the way they wanted to. They got exactly what they wanted on offense. And yeah, they're a better team. Like that's, that's what it is. Okay, I have a question. Yeah. So you know how people usually after these tough losses will be like, oh, just forget about it, on to the next sure. one? Is this something where you can take some tangible worry from or chalk it up, forget it, let's go to Washington on Monday? Or are, are they playing at home? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> you wipe it, man. 
Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> like it, it's one game. Yeah. You played against a team that has been in the finals twice in recent years. You played against a team that's been very impressive that made trades that most people I think consensus said, oh, they got better. You were saying like you expect this Celtics team to be in the finals. The Raptors played them. And yeah, it was on the second night of a back to back. But we mentioned like we were throwing around the term jokingly schedule loss. And the Celtics are the team on the back to back. But like you're playing the Celtics. They're they're a tremendous team. Just even having them on the schedule seems like a scheduled loss. And that's that's what it was, man. Like this was a this was really, really tough. This I have a was, question for you. Would you say like this game was like the floor of like this Raptors iteration and like the ceiling was like the Dallas game and how we performed and like how we were getting advantages and stuff in that game? That's a, I think so, yeah. That's yeah, a great so, way of so this is kind of when you look at this, you're like, okay, so we're somewhere in between what we did against Boston and some of what we did against Dallas. We're not close to what we did against Boston. Like, I think we're better than that. Yeah. But what we did against Dallas is kind of what it should look like. But so, they're also two. I'll just say I agree with that generally, but they're also such different teams. Like mm-hmm. Boston and Dallas, like yeah, not even comparable. Boston kind of reminds me of Minnesota, but way better yeah, offensively yeah. in the sense that they're so big. Like they're just massive and they pose that problem. You mentioned the Porzingis thing. We've talked about it a bit, but like that poses a unique defensive problem for the Raptors. I think Minnesota posed a unique defensive problem, offensive problem, especially for the Raptors. It's like when they go up against teams that can be bigger than them and can take advantage of just being a bigger team or being equal in height, whatever you want to call it, it's hard for the Raptors to eke out wins. That's why last year Orlando was such a tough matchup for them because they were just big and they were ready to play defensively. So I don't know. It's like, yes, they're probably somewhere in between this, but also two different games, two mm-hmm. different teams. You can't really compare the two because it's just like two different matchups for them. Yeah. Well, and the NBA has become more of a matchup league than it ever was yeah. before. This is why we see like more upsets in the playoffs and, you know, variance of the three point shot helps with that. But this is a Raptors team that is going to look much better than they did tonight. Uh, this game. Like if the Raptors had been, I guess, you know, let's say five and three coming into this game, they don't blow the Chicago game. They still get that one versus the Spurs. This is a team that I still feel like, oh, yeah, probably 40 to 45 wins, even if they start out five and three. And now that they're four and five instead of five and four, I feel absolutely no different about their trajectory. I feel no different about Scotty Barnes and his big third year leap, his, you know, contention for most improved player. His chase for like an all-star spot when it comes to February. Um, it's just what I felt no different about Pascal's talent after the start or anything like that. OG had maybe not his best game defensively, but he's still one of the best defenders in the world. This doesn't change anything. We just don't get to uh, come back after this game and be like, hell yeah, dude. You know, because that's kind of... to beat the Celtics. I'm not going to lie. That's that's one of the wins where we could go 1-81 and, yeah. and I'd be happy. That would have been like... That would have been good fuel for you. It would have been great. Yeah. Um, I, the Celtics, let's do before we get out of here, because there's not as much to talk about, obviously. Um, we'll read a couple of viewer things, but I do want to ask, are you guys excited for Celtics next week? Do you think, do you think anything can change for this team? Like we just said, not every game is like this. Now, everybody, do you think... Ne- Gary Trent, bro. Lose by 30. <laughs> Gary is back. He's the straw that stirs the drink. Um, I'm just trying to figure out what we're going to do with Persingas because, like, having a spacing big for Pirtle to guard is just so difficult for him. Like, I don't know if you're going to put 
uh, precious in that position. So he's a little more mobile, but he was getting killed. Pearl. Here's my thing. Don't respect the shooting that much, man. If j- I I don't care, I don't care, man. Okay. 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 Yeah. Porzingis goes three of seven, and Tatum and Brown barrage the rim. I'd rather he goes if it's the same thing with Jakob going six of ten. I would rather Porzingis goes like seven of thirteen from downtown than I would to see Tatum and Brown both go like 20 shot attempts and a whole bunch of stuff at the rim. I think they respected his shooting way too much. I I think the Celtics matchup is one of the the few where a more aggressive defensive scheme would would actually help. If the Raptors go smaller, create more chaos, and force Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown to make more complex reads, the entire game... They were just hitting back cuts. You're, you're saying that we can get a couple I, more passes I, into the yeah, crowd from Jason? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I, I'm not saying. I'm, <laughs> I'm not saying the key word. I'm just. I'm just saying that. Jason Tatum was a plus forty-two. <laughs> when, <laughs> How is that possible? Oh my god! They didn't play Maccabees. I'm just saying, stunt, stunting on a lot of his drives would have created a lot more turnovers. And the offense would have scored a lot more points. Like if going going smaller, Porzingis isn't a huge. <laughs> Tatum was out there. Tatum was out there against the garbage time lineup. We saw him. He was there until like four minutes left. Like he was stat padding. Baker's laughing. <laughs> like for me personally, like Porzingis isn't a, a huge risk to kill you on the glass. So I would be okay going a lot smaller earlier if Jakob shows that that he isn't really vital in 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 the actual matchup. I, I just think less respect for Porzingis, maybe just in general, you know, but, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like I don't, uh, the Boston's a better team. The Raptors have to play their a game to beat Boston's B game. Yeah. They have to play their B to beat their C and Boston played, you know, something approximating their a game and the Raptors played something like a, a D plus. Maybe we all like letter grades. We know, we know what that means, but yeah, it's, uh, I think that, Changing how they guard Porzingis will help change the rest of the defensive stuff. And as you said, like, if you make Tatum pick up his dribble before the nail or at the nail instead of one dribble further, you can change a lot of the passing reads. You can change a lot of the finishes. And I think that there's a lot. It could be fruitful for the Raptors to try and do something like that. Okay, we're going to answer one uh, listener question before we get out of here. And then we're going to get out of here. S still has to drive to the arena. (laughs) For this game, man. Honestly, I'm thinking about it. It's not worth it for this game. It's just just really. I'm gonna just be right here, out in up in the room, doing the Raptors recap because it just. Do you really want me outside of Scotiabank Arena for this game? I don't think you do. Wait, wait. Do you you have Do you have the green screen? Okay, there you go. You're there, bro. Okay, but it's so it's so bad with the green screen. I've tried it before. It's awful. It looks horrible. Just go in front of a Scotiabank. You don't even have to go in front of Scotiabank. (laughs) (laughs) Just go to Scotiabank or go to the ACC in Aurora, Aurora Community Center. Oh, oh yeah, Caleb. (laughs) Caleb has a great, not even a question, just like a prompt. We laughed about this when this happened. (laughs) Dennis and Precious ended up in the exact same corner. And Dennis was standing off the court, and Precious was being guarded close, and he took a three, and he airballed it. It was a great play. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you should space, baby. Yeah, exactly. That's, That's spacing. Get off the court. That, that, is, uh, that is spacing. 
as far as um yeah that was crazy that was one of the <laughs> I, I couldn't believe it when i saw it to be quite honest like those are the things that i don't really watch that much tv i don't know if they do shacked in a fool a lot but that's a shacked in a fool moment yeah, for sure yeah. but that's like man uh these, these games are tough to like and usually i'd go like 15 minutes on this and half of it would be about I don't know, Grady Dick. The left-handed finish oh, over Tatum. There we go. He, he's not hitting threes. He's not hitting threes. But we have a couple fans of the finish. We have a big Grady fan here. Thoughts on the finish and his finishing? He's, he's got some juice. He's got some <laughs> sauce. He's got oh, some yeah. jelly. Hell yeah. Juice, sauce, jelly. S, I know you had something on this. Uh, no, nah, he just like take take a Jason Tatum bump. Ah, lefty. <laughs> I like it. It's strong dick finish. Yeah. Okay. Hey. <laughs> All right, everybody. Wait, okay, I'll ask, I'll ask one final question. This might uh, burn some of the Raptors or public fans here, but I will. I'll just. I'll ask. How do you guys feel about the Celtics after this? Do you think they are the title favorites to win the NBA championship? It's Denver. Go Denver. Okay. Yeah, it's Denver. It's Denver. Um, but the Celtics. I have no problem saying the Celtics look like the best team in the East. Yeah. They. What do you who do you what do you think Raptors Republic readers are? They're like, don't talk about the Celtics. I, I, never. I don't know. Do people, actually, can, can I wait, 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 wait. Can I actually say something really funny? The Raptors, Raptors Republic had to change what they called the Celtics oh, to know. get credentialed way back in the day when Raptors Republic wasn't really credentialed. It was just like a blog where people collected and wrote stuff. Every single time the Celtics were referred to. They were called the sell shits. And <laughs> for the Raptors to actually, like, Raptors Republic to get credentialed and be taken seriously, that had to change. So, I think you uh, should bring it back. Yeah, hopefully not. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, that's kind of a funny thing. Um, we need more likes. Hell yeah, we do. Uh, subscribe, like the video. That's, uh, that's what we do. We talk after each game. We do lots of video essays. There's lots of good stuff. And uh, on RaptorsRepublic.com, if you have the means, please subscribe over there. It keeps us alive. keeps me uh paid so i can eat and, and live and stuff like that not these guys though you know <laughs> um but yeah that's about it yeah. listeners in the chat thanks for uh thanks for popping in and and being like engaging and insightful and and funny really funny tonight that helps us get through you know a conversation like this thanks to everybody listening people who listened on their walk the next morning or just late at night uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Lots more laughs in this one. Maybe not as much insight. But what are you even supposed to say about a game like this? Plus 42. I know he played against the bench, but like you, a guy wins by 42 minutes. He could have been plus 30 at that point. Huh? And yeah, that's the thing too. You know, OG and Scotty, who have just won all of their minutes so far this year, were almost minus 30 apiece. It's just, it's tough. So anyway, anyway. Yeah, I never heard that. The Celtics saying Pascal wants to be in Philly. Was this the Celtics? It was probably on their broadcast. Their broadcast? The Nick Nurse no, man. That's like they can say that, but <laughs> they, like, they, yeah. they can say that. They can I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't like I maybe Brian Scalabrini knows something. Maybe he doesn't. I don't know. I do I no, they wouldn't know. It could it could be true. <laughs> it could be true, but why would they know? You know, like there's you, Woj wouldn't report it if there was something substantial. Like anyway, um, yeah, I don't, I don't believe that. And if he does, like, who cares? I guess because maybe he would sign there yeah. if they if they'll have money, they could try and sign him. I guess, but like it's game nine, guys. I don't know. Pascal's probably not going anywhere soon. He was the leading scorer tonight <laughs> with <laughs> with 17 points on like what 38 or 40 percent shooting. Anyway. 
uh thanks to everybody for hopping in uh it's a blast to talk to you guys and just chop it up with friends about basketball okay that's about it uh hell yeah okay but he got into this in the morning or at night have a blessed day and goodbye logging off okay see you guys god bless <laughs> <laughs> they were talking so much